welcome back to geekishcast.com. Uh, I'm your host, Jeremy. With me tonight is my buddy, Paul, from Washington. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing pretty good. So, uh, take it at this point, we've all seen Star Wars and uh, kind of have our opinions up in the air about it. Um, wanted to talk to you real quick about who do you think Ray is? Uh, I'm going to go with Ray is probably the kidnapped daughter of Luke. You think uh, it would have been Kylo that would have dropped her there, or you think it's somebody else? I'm thinking that it may have been the the Yoda-sized Emperor. You're expecting that too, then, huh? Oh, God, this guy is seriously compensating for something, because anybody who wants to show themselves as being uh, three stories tall, hovering over somebody, uh, he's compensating. You know, my theory is on, uh, on the Supreme Leader Snoke, I think it's Clint Howard. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go with that far on it, no. but uh, I, I just go with the fact that I think it's him, and I think he's really short because the actor who is playing him is used to playing uh, short dwarven-type people as well as uh, precious. Yes. So, so you're, you're not giving any It's credence. a pattern. You're not giving any credence to the um, that's Darth Plagueis uh, rumor then at all. No, I'm not buying it at all. It's yeah. just it's too far fetched. I think this one's a little bit more realistic that he's a short guy and because we see a trend of desert uh mega heroes in Star Wars, uh Ray is coming from the desert. This is our next mega hero and it's going to be Luke's daughter. Yeah, you know, I I don't know if you caught this or if I talked to you about it yet or not. I think that it's also going to turn out that her mother is from the Kenobi lineage. And I have absolutely nothing to back it up except the presence of Obi-Wan Kenobi's voice being used in her flashback or flash-forward when she grabbed the lightsaber. Uh, So you want to say that there's possibility that uh, maybe Obi-Wan and Asajj Ventress may have hooked up at some point? Asajj came back from the dead as per the... uh, the book, which I'd like to throw in a plug here. Sure. Why do the books have to be canon? The I, I don't think they would. I mean, we you and I are both Star Trek fans, and we know for a long time we had books that had nothing to do with the shows, and then if it was contradicted on the show or in a movie, you just tossed it in your, out of your own head canon. Yeah, uh, yeah, but you take a look at the first, open up the books. The very first thing is, this is the order of the books, and everybody is levitating that these are canon. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've, I've never understood getting that. You can do a lot of stuff in books that you can't do elsewhere. Not only that, writers are writers, and if you give them a, an inch, they're just going to keep fucking writing, you know? I. It got so convoluted with the books, uh, I'm going to actually have to say that I picked up a book and I opened up the first, read the first chapter at the bookstore, and it said Anakin was dead. And I was like, "Well, yeah, he died a long time ago." And then I realized, "Oh, wait a second, this happened to be Han and Leia's son that was killed by his own brother." And I was like, "Okay, this is way too far fetched for me." I'm going back to my Star Trek books. Oh yeah, well you know, in Disney, Disney when they bought Lucasfilm, they actually shit canned the extended universe. They basically said, look, they're good stories, you can read them, you can enjoy them, but don't expect us to ever reference this in anything going forward. 
Yeah, and everybody lost their mind, oh, and yeah. I was going, yay, this you know, is great. The problem I had was I actually liked the uh, Timothy Zahn series that he originally wrote, the um, Heir of the Empire and those. And I went and got my old copy of it out, and all the fucking words had fallen off the page. It was gone. I would like to see that series actually made into a uh, maybe a TV series or something, because I felt that that was probably one of the few, I would say, the books were canon because it just felt so real, so realistic, and there wasn't so much history that was confusing. Oh, absolutely. That I mean, that was part of the problem with the extended universe is that, you know, you had 20-some-odd years of 50 different writers coming at it from 100 different points, and every book, every book. Had, yeah, I pity those writers who had oh, to yeah. write stories and be like, oh, you mean I can't write this because so-and-so contradicts it? Yep. And the, one of the other things with that was just, I mean, it made Luke to be the most incompetent guy on the planet, or any planet. Um, every episode, or every every book, one of his students turns to the dark side. And every book, some new warlord finds some planet-crushing Monster. Oh, come on. Darth Vader was actually the most incompetent in person in the entire Star Wars universe. You think so? I always found Vader to be hyper-competent. He was incompetent as it could be. He was killing... When you kill off an admiral, admirals come up from the low-line people and bring themselves up. They make a mistake. Okay, you don't kill the guy off the bat. Well, that guy was as clumsy as okay. he was stupid, though. But... <laughs> Yeah, nice quote there. <laughs> I thought so. Who's the nerd? Oh, that'd be me. Yeah. All day uh, long. But you... I've worked with admirals. I'm part of the DOD, and you demote them. You move them out of positions. Okay, you find some other place to put them. But killing them off, instant promotion. Now you've got a guy who's like, wait a second, I'm now in charge of something. This admiral was had his finger on all of these things. And now I've got to try to figure out what the hell he was doing. Yeah, that's not going to work. Oh, yeah. And well, go ahead. How many times did Palpatine have to step in and help him out? Uh, in the books, the comic books, you take a look. They really painted Vader. Just He was being handheld. Yeah, but I think if you look at just the movies, and I... I really prefer just to look at the movies for this. Vader was always one step ahead, and I, I'm sure, you know, at the same time, he's hunting for Luke Skywalker after A New Hope. He's also trying to figure out how he's going to, you know, off his master and take over as both Emperor and head of the Sith, right? And Yeah, the, I would. Yeah. And how, do you movies, take, how do you take that big guy out of place, and uh, I'm going to do exactly what I told Padme. I will rule. Mm-hmm. But let's face it, Vader, Anakin, he really wasn't a ruling type. Where you have Palpatine, he's not really the Sith violent type of guy. He's more of the Sith, I wish to rule everything. Because he came up as a politician. Oh, sure. He runs things. He is not the person who likes to go from place to place and do the small things. He is, he runs things. That is his job. He likes to be in the White House. Well, yeah, and I think even his name alone tells you that. You know, Darth Sidious. 
He's in Serious Valley handles things. You know, he hides behind a cloak. He stays way in the background. Okay. And, you know, Vader, I've always found... Yeah, what's that thing that... Uh, Alexander, when he died in India, or Babylon, they actually, if you go back and you read a lot of historians, they'll say it's a good thing that Alexander died when he did, because while he was a great conqueror, he's a shitty administrator. And so, yeah, you can drop Vader into a room with, you know, 50 rebel soldiers and they'll slay everybody there. But I don't think you want him, you know, signing the checks and writing the POs for the day-to-day operation of an empire. Yeah. You know. And so, yeah, so he, yeah, I guess if Vader were to take over, he'd need a, his apprentice would have to be somebody who's a better secretary than a warrior, probably. Yeah, he'd definitely need somebody who can actually run things. Yeah. Maybe that's why uh, Padme probably would have been the uh, a better Vader if she went dark. <laughs> well, yeah. How, if, how many later Lady Vader's images have we seen? I don't know. I saw a really disturbing one the other day. It was one of those like latex and boobs with the Vader mask thing. It was really, oh, yeah. really troubling. <laughs> but there's Lady Vader, and it's always been written as Padme basically took over. And I was like... Really? Well, she's the uh, she's got that ruling type of thing. She would definitely have overthrown Palpatine within a heartbeat once she got the her finger on the pulse of what was going on. Palpatine would be like gone. You know, you and I are uh, homies from Naboo, uh, but uh, this is where we draw the line. Yeah. Next. No, I can see that. That'd be interesting. Now, is there is there any evidence at all that Padme was force sensitive or anything? None whatsoever. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. I don't remember any. No, it was strictly uh, some image, uh, minor storyline that was came across. I just thought it was a a new idea, new direction. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely something something interesting. Uh, did you ever see? Oh, Dark Horse had a series of comics called Infinities where they went and they kind of seen them all, read them all, got that, them all. That was good stuff. I really liked that. Um. All right, so we're going to go with Ray is Luke's daughter, and she was hidden away on Jakku, not Tatooine, because I have to I keep making that mistake when I'm talking about it. Hidden away, and um, maybe, maybe not the Kenobi lineage. What do you think? Um, I think it was just somebody who was part of the rebellion. He fell for. Okay. Uh, I don't be. think even Amara Jade plays into this. I think Amara Jade was a creation that came in. I don't, I think bringing Mara Jade would validate the entire legacy steer, series. So I think it's a good idea to stay away from that. Oh, absolutely. I think, yeah, as soon as you enter, if she were introduced, you that drag, legitimizes the whole yeah, legacy series. And you drag everything in with her. And she, and I hate, I hate to call female characters, Mary Sue's because what happens is eventually every competent female gets labeled as a Mary Sue. But Jesus Christ, Mara Jade was a Jedi and a bounty hunter and, you know, the uh, badass this and the super that. And my God, what accomplishments didn't they try to give that character? You know, she was a super badass pilot. And she hid out, she was hit, hiding out uh, in Jabba's lair during Return of the Jedi. Eventually, you just kind of go, okay, I think she's been in a few too many places. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's your take on the Knights of Ren? Uh, I hadn't even thought about it. I just think it's a uh, 
a cult of homeboys. I can see that. So just a this. bunch, just a bunch of buddies of his that were somewhat force sensitive students uh, at that were Luke's uh, students, and he was like, "Hey, Come with we're me. out of here. We're busting this joint. Come with me. We, I got a better idea." Yeah, because you notice that photo, the photo of them that's everywhere. Most of them are carrying rifles, not lightsabers or anything. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if um, maybe Kylo Ren's the only one with a lightsaber. Maybe Snoke, whatever he is, and I don't think it's a Sith Lord, whatever force background he comes from, maybe a lightsaberless one. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. I hadn't really given it much thought, so I don't know where. All right, so we're going to cut it off there. Uh, pick us up again tomorrow for the rest of our conversation with Paul. Uh, we're going to cover some more Star Wars, Star Trek, and 3D art. <laughs>